Welcome to Work, Learn, Repeat, the cooperative and experiential education podcast from the University of Waterloo, where we talk about work-integrated learning and how to prepare students, employers, and educators for the future of work. I'm Jody Szymanski, Associate Director of Communications, Engagement, and Digital Experience in Cooperative and Experiential Education. And today I get to talk to Dr. Nora McRae, Associate Provost of Cooperative and Experiential Education. Let's start at the beginning. How did cooperative education start at Waterloo? Cooperative education, or as it's known, co-op, started at the University of Waterloo right from the inception of the university. It was part of the thinking of what a university should look like and be able to do in this community. And the founders of the university, in collaboration with community partners, realized that there was this great educational model that had been started in other parts of the world, most notably the University of Cincinnati, where students were able to study and also work in uh, related to their field of study. And in, the, in the case of Cincinnati and also here, it started in engineering. And that is the, the genesis of it, was that partnership with community, thinking about the needs of community and thinking about the future needs of graduates was all part of the thinking of establishing the university and seminal to that was having the cooperative education program. So you mentioned we weren't the first. What made us different at Waterloo? I would say that we we were different in the sense of expanding to, and where we are now, expanding to all faculties, all discipline areas. Um, traditionally, people can assume that cooperative education is really in engineering or it's in the STEM disciplines, which of course is where it started. But we are much more than that and much broader than that, both at the undergraduate level and increasingly in the graduate level. So I'd say that's one difference is the breadth of programming and the recognition that one can apply the wonderful academic studies that one's getting from any discipline area into the world of work. And then that's valuable learning, and that's a valuable way of extending the learning of what's happening in a classroom. This is not a technical application of technical skills only. It's much broader than that. So I would say that would be a key differentiator. And the second thing was um, I believe that the, the uh, intention through which the program started and the university started has not wavered. And other institutions that intention, that commitment, that vision, that strategy to have a co-op program, support co-op and other forms of work integrated learning can ebb and flow depending on the leadership. And that has not wavered at the university, which has allowed it to continue to build and grow and develop and evolve because that key leadership and support is absolutely critical for nurturing the environment to let programs like this flourish. And so what are the things we have here at Waterloo is professional development courses that the students can take. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's available at all universities? And can you talk a little bit about that? I would say that every, every university that has a formal co-op or work integrated learning program will have some form of preparation of the student before the experience. Um, and that can be as little as this is how you get a job, kind of basic job finding stuff. Everyone will have that. Uh, and what, what's different at the University of Waterloo is this, we have that, of course. And the fact that we have that and, um, and integrate so closely with our career center, our Center for Career Action, to provide that right up front is a very unique way that we deliver that. Usually that connection isn't made. So that's one difference in how we do the education is at the very beginning, 
It's provided by the Center for Career Action, which gives them a connection and a relationship with students at the very beginning. Then, in addition to that, we have this full suite of professional development courses that students take while they're on a work term. The idea being, of course, that they're on a work term and they see that there are some areas that they could develop more in, those human skills, those durable skills that can be transferred to any context, and they are able to learn that while they're on the job and apply that thinking while they're on the job. That is very unique, very unique to Waterloo. The suite of courses, the fact that they are credit-bearing, the fact that, they're take, that they do um, are, are very important to how the students are progressing in their degree and in their program area. I'd say that's an extremely unique feature uh, that we have at the University of Waterloo. So we're celebrating our 65th anniversary this year, Mm -hmm. but we've kind of gone beyond co-op. Can you talk a little bit about how we've done that? Yeah, I would say that the the foundation of cooperative education, the solid foundation that has provided the institution, back to the principles of engaging with community and having strong and and, uh, abiding relationships with employers and industry and community, as well as the connection to our academic programs, because of course co-op is a form of, of uh, learning, experiential learning, has given us this terrific foundation to do other things. So other forms of work integrated learning, as, as uh, people know, there are nine different types of work integrated learning. This is a model of experiential learning that connects what students are studying to the world of work. And co-op is the form that we're the most known for and we've been so successful in. But there are other forms of work integrated learning. And we have now added to our portfolio or our menu different types of work integrated learning, including our EDGE program, which students who are not in co-op can get work integrated learning and participate. Uh, And we also have the We Accelerate program for students who are just starting out and getting that first experience. Again, all types of work integrated learning that are based on the key quality components of a good work integrated learning program. So yes, we are more than co-op because we have in the portfolio, not only different types of work integrated learning, in addition to co-op, we have professional development courses, the PD courses, plus our upskilling courses, which is part of the portfolio. We have the Center for Career Action, which starts, as I mentioned, is is inter- students are introduced and interact with them right from the beginning, and they thread their programming throughout the whole time the students are with us. So the Center for Career Action is part of the portfolio. And of course, we have our Work Learn Institute, which is our research institute, which helps us understand more effectively what is it we're doing, what could we be doing differently or better, and evidence-based decision-making and programming, which is extremely unique. So if you think of all of the components of the program, uh, it is a very, very unique ecosystem that we've built here at the University of Waterloo, but it does come from that solid foundation of having an an excellent, world-class, large co-op program, which has allowed us to be innovative and allowed us to expand and grow and evolve in the way we have. And how did WorkLearn Institute start at the University of Waterloo? Like what, what made it possible for us to build that here? Well, again, I would say that, first of all, there was leadership. So Jim Downey was involved in the start of, the, of what was the precursor to the WorkLearn Institute, which was called WattCase, Waterloo Center for the Advancement of Cooperative Education, WattCase. And because Waterloo values and appreciates what co-op can do and does do, 
uh, Professor Downey, who's a very uh, respected researcher in his own right, recognized that this is this is not a program where students are just coming and going and it doesn't have more than that. But there's some there's some real power in this program. And just like all good ideas, the best way to understand that is to have research around it and think about it and gather evidence and test assumptions and really see if what you can get more from this terrific idea. I don't think that the idea of starting a research center could have happened without that fundamental valuing of the co-op program, without the foundation that was here. And then on top of that, leadership and vision to see the possibilities and value research within this context, which was highly unusual. There had been very little real research in the field of cooperative education and work integrated learning. And so Watcase was way ahead of its time in thinking that that was even a worthwhile endeavor. Not only it was a worthwhile endeavor, but to establish a center around it, which then is now the Work Learn Institute. And we have so many publications coming out of that institute, so much fostering of a community of practice around research, which is really important. Uh, and not only with our own faculty associates, but with associates and colleagues around the world. When, um, when I first did my very first research project in 1998, it was because there was a scholar at the University of Waterloo, Dr. Pat Rowe, who saw me do a presentation and this and, was when you were at the University of Victoria? Yeah. And, and I was a, you know, very, very junior co-op person. And I did a little presentation on some a t a technology platform that I had developed. And she said, oh, you really should write that up and publish that. And I was like, it never occurred to me that that would be something as a staff practitioner that I would ever do. And that shows you the power of the ripple effect of the University of Waterloo. Someone who came from here, someone who said, well, of course you could do research because that's kind of what we do. And yes, it's a valuable topic because we value it. And yeah, you should do it too. And extending a hand to me was very unique. And that's the power of that thinking and what the Work Learn Institute is doing to this day. That ripple effect grows and grows and grows. I mean, um, uh, there will be the third edition of the International Handbook is going to be published imminently, certainly in 2023. And out of the 36 chapters within that handbook, 10 have Waterloo authorship. It's fantastic. And everyone that is a chapter there, we're, we're probably friends with. And that's such a lovely community. And that research, it's not just about churning out papers. It's about cultivating that mindset around thinking about these things, testing ideas, getting evidence, and just getting better. And some of the insights on Gen Z have mm -hmm. been phenomenal and can be really helpful to our employers moving forward too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because uh, there aren't a lot of places where this research is happening and it's happening in such a real and grounded way. Like we're, we're not providing insights that are strictly theoretical. We're providing insights ba based on understanding a large group of students, a very large sample size, who are doing things with us. And that gives us some pretty powerful insights that we can we can talk about with respect to this population, right. you know. Um, and who else can do that? 
we talk a lot about how we want to future-proof our employers. And I think by providing them these great insights, that's just one way. What are some other ways that we're future-proofing our employers? I would say by, provi- by having co-op students go into their places of work and other forms of work integrated learning students. Uh, I, I oft, an analogy I use, which may um, in this sort of post-COVID era may work in a different way, but I've always seen students as, as one would view a vaccine. You bring a vaccine into your body and you're injected with it and there's an antibody and your body produces antibodies and it, and it produces a higher level of immunity to whatever's going on. You bring a student into your workplace and it does the same thing. Students come in with new ideas, new theories, new concepts, ask awkward questions, poke around in places they're not supposed to poke around, and they generally test the health of an organism by just being there and introducing new things. And this in and of itself is how we help future-proof our employers. You bring them talent that's clever and that's highly motivated and wants to do a good job for the most part. And you get them in an environment where they can be exposed to problems, exposed to things, provide their ideas to those things. And you, you'd be hard pressed to find an employer who doesn't say, wow, we got something out of that. And it was more than um, strictly the value of the project the students was, was, was doing. It's the very fact that you've got this new person in there poking around, which really provides that antibody response in an organization. And that I think is a very powerful way that we help future-proof our employers, very powerful. Just think of the thousands and thousands of employers who say we could not be where we are today if it wasn't for those students. And so many of them develop a talent strategy based on that because they've got these students who have already worked with them. That onboarding becomes very simple then when they graduate and it gives the student a place to land where they're already comfortable and, and can build their career from. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, one of the number one concerns that industry uh, leaders are saying all over the globe and in every sector is talent is one of their number one concerns. If you don't have the right humans in place, doesn't matter what your bright ideas are, you're not going to get them out the door very well, right? Right. And so this is an extremely important way that we do that is by that enabling students to see the possibilities of working in places that they may not have otherwise, and employers having that opportunity to work with them and see if it works for them as well. Yeah. Well, and obviously, students are such a major focus of what we do here, and we work to future-proof them as well. And you talked about some of those things, you know, from an employer standpoint, but what are some of the things that students get out of this experience? Well, you know, right from the get-go, a program like Co-op or EDGE or We Accelerate, any, any work integrated learning program, it is about students being able to apply what they're learning in different contexts and make sense of it. And in so doing, make sense of where they want to be in the world and how they want to show up. That's basically it in a nutshell. And so in an increasingly volatile and uncertain world that we are in, and doesn't seem like that's going anywhere <laughs> soon, um, we need graduates who can navigate all sorts of uncertainty, but with a sense of what's important to them, what they want to engage with and how they're gonna do it. And those key capabilities are what you get out of co-op programs and work integrated learning. Because you go into different contexts, you try things out, you decide, oh, that's interesting, or oh, that's not, or this is, this is what I really better 
beef up on and strengthen or I'm not going to work very well in the future. And it's, it's providing that opportunity to get your legs underneath you, build your chops and be able to work and move out in the world. Because you've gone through it so many times, it's much less intimidating or, um, or, or confusing than someone who hasn't had that opportunity to bounce around a little bit and try things in really a, a very well-supported way. And talk a little bit about some of those supports that are available to students beyond just, you know, helping them find an employer to work for. Mm-hmm. Well, we have uh, the, the whole ecosystem around the student really starts at the very beginning when they first come in. And we have, of course, as, as I've uh, mentioned, the professional development programming that does get them ready and trained and supported. Then when they're on, um, then as they're searching a work term, we have this amazing source of jobs. And a very unique feature at the University of Waterloo is we don't presuppose that students from certain disciplines can only apply for jobs in certain areas. The whole field is open to them. It's very unusual. And that lets them really see the scope of what they might do. So that's a big area of, um, of support and uniqueness, I would say. So access to our job posting system and then the support as they work their way through it. With each work term, they're supported when they're on the work term. Uh, and again, as they're looking for their next work term. And that is a complete system that takes them from beginning right to end with career education and advising uh, available all the way through as well. As they, as they come back from each work term and they think, okay, what do I do next? How do I put this together next? As they, as they come up with their own path and how that's going to look for them. Well, and we hear stories from so many students who went into a job that they weren't sure about because it wasn't really aligned with their field and discovered a brand new passion and kind of shifted their career and sometimes even their academic mm-hmm. uh, direction. Yeah. I think I think that's the beauty of it, isn't it? I mean, that that's what post-secondary and higher ed really in many ways should be about, is learning new things, being exposed to the greater world, and figuring out how you're going to be in the world. And I think that we are an important and very powerful mechanism for doing that. And how does all of this future-proof cooperative and experiential education? As a unit? Yes. Well, I would say that it it is our raison d'etre, is having this uh, good programming for our students, having these great relationships with our employers and keeping that a very healthy balance is uh, very important for future-proofing our unit in and of itself. And one of the unique features of a program such as Co-op or Work Integrated Learning is we're a unit that are boundary spanners. We have one foot in the academic world and we have one foot in the external world and we span that boundary. It's very unusual to find that in higher ed. That means we're always exposed to the external environment. When things start to shift in the economy, we feel it very quickly. When things start to shift socially, we feel it very strongly and quickly. And that sensitivity and awareness and exposure to the external environment is also very critical to future-proofing ourselves because we can see trends as they're coming. Right. We can see threats and opportunities as they're coming. And feeding that back into the system really helps future-proof the institution as well. And so speaking of future, where do you see us going in the next five to 10 years? 
Well, I would say that the power of the portfolio at the University of Waterloo is around how we bring all of these, uh, and we already do, bring these very unique characteristics and components together. So the world's largest co-op program of its kind, so the, the scale of what we do, which means the breadth and reach in over 60 countries and every industry you could imagine and type of employer. So there's that, coupled with the knowledge that we know that industry is rapidly changing and needing to adapt. And so how can we adapt and continue to adapt our programming, our professional development, our upskilling so that students are as ready to go as they can be or want to be. I think it's also looking at what changes are possibly happening in the labor market and how we might shift some of our programming and what that might look like, which is what we've been doing all along. That's not nothing new. It's just making sure we continue to do that so that we don't um, ossify, I think would be the way of looking at it. I think in the future too, um, certainly with COVID, remote work has changed how we think about the world of work. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that our students are well-equipped and competitive, which they are really, but competitive to be working in any labor market anywhere. This is about preparing talent that can be attractive to anyone anywhere and work anywhere. So that I think will also shift how we program, how we think about the supports we provide to students and to employers. I mean, we already have students working in many different countries, Absolutely. but I think hybrid work, remote work, how they work, how they show up, what that means for how they need to be supported will be different. And it, it already has been uh, different for us. I would say that where we're also moving and doing some I think really good work in is in the space of equity, diversity, inclusion, and anti-racism. What does that mean for students and employers? How do we make sure that there aren't, that we can do our part, that there aren't barriers to our students' talents and ambitions? I think that's something that we're definitely uh, looking at and focusing on. And similarly with Indigenous relations, how are we showing up in reconciliation? How are we responding to the calls to action? What does that mean for our space? What does work integrated learning look like as its ind Indigenous version what do, or not? I mean, what does that look like? What does that mean? Decolonizing work integrated learning. I think those are questions that we're, we're looking at as well. And in the future, there's the beginnings of talk of Industry 5.0. And what does that mean? It's not really that clear, but it seems to be connected more and more to things that are going to be automated are going to be automated. So let's not train our young talent to do jobs, to do tasks that can be automated, but rather really build on those human skills, really build on those durable and transferable skills, because what's going to be needed in Industry 5.0 are humans that can work effectively with AI, who right. can work effectively in augmented reality situations and with computers and using their creativity, their imagination, their ethical stance to make a difference moving forward. And I, I would say finally, an area that we're definitely uh, looking a lot at is the net zero economy. And how do we make sure that we're preparing students with with green skills, green economy skills, so that there, that concept of sustainability that speaks to the UN SDGs as well as, which of course are embedded in the UN SDGs, but absolutely as we look as a country and as a world towards getting to a net zero economy, what's our role in that?
And our role in that is making sure we've got training and supports and opportunities for students to get those capabilities and also to work with our employers as they are also seeking how to do that themselves. Right. And and we have some ways that our employers can work with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals in terms of work terms and, and working with the students to figure out some work that they can do in that area while they're on, on a work term and reflect on that. Yes. So where we've started down that road is, uh, first of all, helping students just be aware of what those sustainable development goals are. There's 17 of them, but they really touch on every aspect of society and uh, the economy and any discipline you can find yourself in them. Any workplace will find itself there. You can find yourself there. So that's the first step. And we've been doing program around awareness building with students because we did some research a few years ago and realized, well, actually, students aren't as aware in some faculties as they could be. So Mm -hmm. that's step one, awareness. Step two is when they're on a work term, recognizing that they could engage in some of these topics, challenges, problems, projects, depending on the nature of the work and how they can engage appropriately. And then the next phase of all of this is really looking at the students that are participating in co-op and work integrated learning. What impact are they making to help advance the SDGs and what does that look like and so we do have programming underway in all of those areas. And a co-op student could actually help a company who's never thought about starting something like this start it. Yes Uh, one of the things we absolutely know about co-op students and I think this is something I I mentioned um, trends in the future. One of the trends we see is a move away from the student as a employee only given tasks and doing tasks, but rather towards more of a a model of co-creation. The student is not just accepting mentorship from senior employees, but actually that reverse mentorship. They have fresh ideas, new skills, new capabilities that they are infusing the organization with. And that's the same with net zero. So coming into an organization that maybe hasn't doesn't know how to even start. Right. You've got a student with that mindset coming in can make a huge difference. So why is work integrated learning so important to the future of work? The future of work, some of the trends in the future of work speak to the, um, not a, a linear career path, right? You don't, get a certain degree and then get a certain job and on and on it goes. No, it's about different ways of looking at work. They might be broken up into smaller packages, projects, gigs, whatever. Uh, The work increasingly, people in the future of work and now are looking for work to be more meaningful and purposeful. They're looking, work will have to be uh, able to adapt to rapid technological change. Uh, work will need to be thinking about net zero, all of these features of work. And what co-op and work integrated learning programs do is by their very nature, help prepare young people for that future. They're short bursts of work. That helps one think about how to join a team quickly, become useful, leave. That sets someone up for that kind of future. We're preparing students with uh, the sustainability thinking, thinking about EDI, thinking about 
anti-racism, thinking about Indigenous relations, those are also important to the future of work. We're developing programming around meaning and purpose so that students have a stronger sense of what that is, so that they can find work that suits that meaning and purpose within themselves. Students from the University of Waterloo are highly technically capable. Absolutely. And having more opportunity to learn that and do more upskilling in that space is just going to be of greater benefit and transferring that into a range of different contexts. So all of the themes that we see in the future of work, engaging in co-op and work integrated learning, just helps prepare young talent even more so for that and be able to navigate the future of work even more effectively. And how do you think that can also help shape higher education? Well, a unique feature of the University of Waterloo is the fact that we have this desire to engage with co-op at many levels. Many institutions are happy to have students go off and do work terms and come back and go off and come back. What we've developed out of uh, the University of Waterloo is this mechanism called our major reflective reports. So every student who's doing a work term is doing a PD course. Every student doing a PD course, their final assignment is a major reflective uh, report. In that, we're asking students to reflect on what did they do in the work term? What did they learn? How does that relate to their curriculum? What skills and courses would they appreciate and do they think they want to have next? We're able to create dashboards of that information and feed it back into the faculties. That means that the learning, the reflections, the engagement, that boundary spanning that students are doing out in industry and community and relating it directly to their course curriculum and their programs is a very powerful mechanism for work integrated learning to inform and the future of work to inform the University of Waterloo. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Something that I took away was how co-op was at Waterloo from the very beginning. And that foundation has allowed us to grow and build beyond co-op for more opportunities to help our students prepare for the future of work, as well as our employers and the university itself. You can also watch the full episode on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the bell icon so that you get notified of new content. If you're a student, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For everyone else, check out LinkedIn and Twitter and find out what's happening in the world of cooperative and experiential education. Join us for our next episode of Work, Learn, Repeat.